Hello, college football fans, and welcome to this Saturday, November 21st. We're getting close to Turkey Day edition of College Picking with Wes and John. Hope everyone is doing well this Saturday morning. We got a great show scheduled for you guys today. Uh, up there in the uh, corner with the wood paneling in the background is Christian Johnson. In the Memphis shirt is John Sturdivant. I am Wes Pruitt. Thank you guys for joining the show. Fellas, how y'all doing this week, man? Doing pretty great, well. Man. Ready for a crazy Saturday, it seems like it's going to be. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a pretty crazy Saturday, too. So, John, what did you find interesting that happened last week in college football, man? Well, let me start off with last night, you know, just a little bit, or the Thursday night in general regarding some football action because Tulane lost another lead, it looks like, you know. And as I was going to get to that regarding my Mr. Spicy, but I'll get to that in a few minutes. But uh, Tulane, you know, lost another lead for the American Athletic Conference. They were up 14-0 to at Tulsa. And Tulsa, with their third-string quarterback, came in and rallied them on a Hail Mary to let their game go to overtime. And Tulane was running the ball pretty well all night on Tulsa. But in a double overtime on third and goal from the three-yard line, the rest is history. It was a pick six for Tulsa to win the ball game. If the running game is working for you so well, why give it up and basically throw the ball there is beyond me, especially when you're on the road and you got basically three yards on two downs, basically. Me personally, you don't even take a 19-yard field goal on fourth and goal at the one. You punch it in on the quarterback sneak from the one-yard line. Yeah, but uh, also, John, did, all right, did you watch that game in its entirety? I watched the replay of it at 3 o'clock in the morning when I got off work, but yes. Wow. Okay, all right. So, on the last play of the game on that Hail Mary, did you see that player just running defense down the field? He was he was blocking the guy the whole way down the field. It was a moving screen the whole way down the field. That play was – and then at its very end, he fell down. It was beautifully ran. Um. Uh, once again, man, that Tulsa football team, they just find a way to win. I believe, if I'm correct, that is their fourth 14-point come-from-behind win. Yeah, at least. They've had a lot of comeback wins. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, man. It really is. Um, like, yeah, they came back against um, SME, I believe it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 14 to nothing that one. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just I'm just kind of surprised right now, in, the, in a way – like, technically, I'm not surprised by these referees that are missing a lot of calls lately, year in, year out lately, because it's happening every single week. Everybody misses a call, it seems. But uh, another thing, you know, I'm going to talk about is I'm going to go to my spices real quick since we do have a spicy ice. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Christian, what did you find interesting from college football last week? Well, uh, let's see. I had a couple – couple of couple games in there that I was gonna point out but the most interesting game I honestly was uh you know I was expecting I was expecting Penn State to get a win last week and they just laid the laid an egg against Nebraska uh, made a comeback late but you know 
that was a game where I just felt like Penn State was going to win. But in this crazy year, I guess you can throw, you know, some predictions out the window. They just, they just underperformed greatly in that game. And it, that really shocked me. Um, yeah, it did. And, uh, well, real quick about, that, real quick about that Penn State game, Christian. I was going to say, you know, we talked about this in our picks. I really thought Penn State would show a little bit more heart right. going into that game for their running back that basically, you know, had that heart condition. You know, they, yeah. they can't play no football no more. But, uh, Brown, hey, yeah. yeah, but Scott Frost, hey, you got to give him a lot of credit. He defended the home turf and basically got a good win under his belt. Yeah, I and mean, also look at that. Penn State football team right now, man, they're they're just in shambles. Um, I, you know, I like James Franklin. We talked about it last week with Drew and AJ on the show. Uh, nobody really saw Penn State losing that game. Um, you know, Scott Frost is just uh, – he he's had a really tough rebuild there at Nebraska. Um, but go ahead, Chris. Well, also, I was going to say that you know, I, I knew Michigan could probably lose, but I didn't expect it to be 49 to 11. Right. Um, and also, I think something that we all found shocking was the firing of Will Muschamp. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess you could you could say we saw it coming, but I, in a year like this, I just didn't – I didn't expect a coach, a big-name coach to get fired. And I wonder if that's going to be kind of the first domino to – get some of these other coaches gone but you know he'd been kind of struggling for a while now and finally they pulled the plug on him after a 59 to 42 loss to to Ole Miss and that's a lot of points giving up 59 points that's that's very that's unacceptable really yeah and that's and that's that that's actually what what my one thing this week was that I oh found. I'm sorry about that man oh you're oh oh oh, oh you're fine man uh, I'll just piggyback off of what you said. Perfectly fine. Um, yeah, Will Will Muschamp getting fired to me was was almost. I mean, I don't I don't want to say it was shocking, but uh, I definitely didn't see it happening in season. Uh, I figured it would happen after season, uh, as as I think that others will happen as well. But just like you just said, Christian, um, I think it could be a domino effect, and I think we could possibly start it, start seeing it happening this week. Uh, I think if you look at, and we'll get to our uh, who's hot, who's not, and spicy or icy here in just a second, John. I know you're itching to get to it. Um, I'm waiting. I know. I, <laughs> I, I think we'll see more dominoes fall. Uh, if you look at, uh, and we'll talk about it here in just a little bit, this App State Coastal Carolina team uh, game, I think if you look at both those coaches, both those coaches are auditioning for jobs right now. Yeah. But, John, who would you say is a team that's hot right now, and who would you say that a team is not? Who's hot, who's not? Well, I want to bring up another game from last week that we I, I was going to mention as well real quick. We're about the Wake Forest-North Carolina game. Wake Forest was actually up 45-24 to 24 in that game. And Mac yeah. Brown and Riley and Cup and company rallied in that fourth quarter and outscored them like twenty-eight to seven. In that hey, they covered quarter. at least. They covered. Well, yeah, that I ended up picking Wake. Yeah, that was a huge comeback. Up, that was a huge comeback, and happy for Mac Brown in North Carolina. But 
I really thought Wake Forest was going to win that game straight up, to be honest with you, because of that running game that Wake Forest had, to be honest with you, in that one. But what about TCU only scoring six points at West Virginia? That was kind of like a shock in a way to me yeah, as well. I agree with that. I, You know, I didn't expect them to get shut out like that, shut down like that. Just a crazy, then, crazy year all, all around, man. And then you got, you know, I was going to say, what about Vandy? Vandy put up a good fight against Kentucky and only lost by three. And um, yeah. everybody thought Vanderbilt was basically like, going to be struggling scoring points against that Kentucky defense. Hey, 35 against Kentucky defense, I'll take that all day. But they yeah, still yeah. short in that one. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. So, basically, real quick, what about the – yeah, real quick, Southern Cal and Arizona. Southern Cal rallied back again in, the, in that game as well. I thought uh, I thought I thought they were done in that game. I really did. Uh, I thought so. I, I thought Southern Cal was going to lose. Um, they fight back again. Uh, fight on is their moniker, and Clay Helton's got those guys believing up there in uh, California right now. All right. So basically, my hot or not for the was well, going. So you want to do the hot or not? Or you want me to do the spicy nicey real quick? We'll do hot or not, and then we'll do spicy nicey. All right, my hot is still – I'm going to go with the same team I went last week, the Marshall Thundering Herd. You know, they basically still are competing for the first place in the Conference USA Championship race, and they competed against Middle Tennessee, and they blew out Middle Tennessee, and they were uh, the heavy favorites for a reason, I guess, in that game. And also, I want to give some love to – I just want to give some love to Indiana. Indiana yeah. has a good chance today against Ohio State. I know they're a 20 and a half point underdogs. I think that's why that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. If Indiana beats Ohio State, which I'm not saying it's going to happen as of right now, but if Indiana beats Ohio State, I definitely see Indiana possibly playing Wisconsin, maybe in that Big Ten championship. You never know. Yeah. If you look at uh, the, the Northwestern Wisconsin game and also the Ohio State. Uh, Indiana game. This is basically uh, the de facto championship uh, decider, right? Of the Big Ten. Uh, it's it's going to be fun to watch today, John. Who would you say is not a hot team right now? Oh gosh, Syracuse, man. I want to talk. That's that's what I was going to get to regarding mm-hmm. also my spice and ice. But I'll go ahead and say it right now for both of them. Syracuse is one in seven on the year, and I thought Syracuse would definitely have a decent year. Although Liberty did beat them at Syracuse, I thought Syracuse would maybe not saying they'll be finishing in like the top five, but I yeah. thought Syracuse would definitely have maybe like six wins or five wins in this crazy year. Maybe they'll pull off like two upsets. But uh, one in seven on year, you know, Dino Babers is basically on my hot seat right now. Uh, it didn't show any good yesterday against Louisville. They got beat thirty to zero at Louisville against a struggling Louisville team. And you only had 137 total yards in that game, 92 rushing yards and 45 passing. Come on, yeah, that's terrible. We talked, that's terrible. And then we talked about third down conversions all year long. West one attendant on third downs. Um, yeah, you're not going to win doing that. Uh, my hot or not this week? Uh, a team who's hot. I, I mean, I got to go back to Hugh Freeze and the Liberty Flames. Yeah, uh, they're just impressive. They're damn impressive what they're doing right now. Uh, they got another game today against an ACC team. They could possibly sweep the year 
uh, against ACC teams. Uh, being an independent, uh, that's huge, um, obviously, as we know. Uh, and, you know, if you go back and look at that Virginia Tech win, uh, for, you know, those of us who follow college football on a regular basis, that's not a surprising win. To the rest of the nation, just like Drew Barrett said last week, that's an embarrassing loss uh, for Virginia Tech and Justin Fuente. Uh, I got to say Liberty right now, man. They're just hot as fish grease. They're lighting everybody up. They're scoring points all over the field. Uh, that quarterback they got is impressive. Uh, my team, who's not? I'll go right back to them. The Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I just don't know what's going on there. They don't have a lot of fight to them. Um, I just, you know, they got beat by Nebraska last week. And uh, my other one who's, who's, who's not hot is got to be the Michigan Wolverines. Um, when you look at Michigan right now, Jim Harbaugh, and I'll get to it in a minute when I get to my spicy, uh, Jim Harbaugh is just not looking good. Uh, right now up in Ann Arbor. Uh, and it's, and it's very, very uh, kind of sad to see, in my opinion. Because, uh, man, when you look at Jim Harbaugh, you look at all the players that are on this team, these are all Jim Harbaugh guys now. You know, you, you can't say, oh, well, they're not his boys. They are. This is his guys. This is who um, this is who he recruited to his football program, and it's not working. And I hate – I just hate it for him. Because I think Jim Harbaugh is a good football coach. Uh, Christian, who do you got on who's hot, who's not this week? Hey, Harbaugh, has, Harbaugh, hasn't had a, Harbaugh hasn't had a quarterback since Jay Patterson. No, he hasn't. I mean, and that's 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 what I – I'm sorry to cut you off, Christian. That's what I don't understand. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is a heck of a recruiter. Same thing with Nick Saban. You can recruit all these five-star guys, but you can't get a kicker. If you're Jim Harbaugh, you can recruit all these defensive studs these offensive powerhouses, these linemen who are amazing, you can't get a quarterback? Yeah. I, you're having to bring Shea Patterson in from Ole Miss? I'm starting to realize this year how just how important the quarterback position is. It's yeah. – it, it can – you see Arkansas with a Felipe Franks. I mean, the quarterback carousel they've been going through the last two years, and they finally get a quarterback, quarterback and they're – you know, they win three conference games, so – yeah. it's just amazing what a quarterback will do for your team, but I'll get to my hot pick, which is kind of an obvious pick, but the Cincinnati Bearcats, they uh, on the road today against UCF, which I believe that'll be a test for these guys. I think it'll be, uh, you know, I think they're favorite obviously, but you know, going on the road to UCF is you're going to have to show up for that one. But um you know, if they can get by UCF, I like their chances of winning out uh, and running the table. And I just can't say enough about that team. I don't, you know, who would have thought Cincinnati would be ranked? I mean, I just, I, yeah, 2020 for you. I knew they would be ranked uh, just because, I mean, obviously, with John and I being Memphis fans, we've been pretty much following Cincinnati since the 90s. Um, you know, this Cincinnati team is good. Luke Fickle is a heck of a football coach. Yeah. I don't think you can – I mean, I, I don't take anything from him. Uh, I, I like Luke Fickle. Uh, he's done a heck of a job at Cincinnati. And I think if you're Luke Fickle, uh, you don't go anywhere. I mean, you're, you're building something really nice at Cincinnati. Um, and yes. you know, they're a good football team, John. I mean, I, you know, I can't take anything from them. 
I mean, I thought they would be ranked, you know, maybe like yeah. with, the, I mean, during the year with the COVID oh, year. No, I was going to say with the COVID year, I maybe thought they would probably be like maybe top 15, but not no top 10. But uh, I guess their record for, speaks for itself and their defense is legit also, only giving up 12 and a half points per game. And I tell you what, Desmond Ritter has proved me wrong this year completely. He's got so much stronger, it seems. And he's been in the weight room, it also, it seems. But, uh, yeah. My, we'll, definitely uh, find out, we'll definitely find out today when they travel down to Orlando in a 15,000-feet uh, stadium when yeah. people are just jumping all over you. Bounce House is a wild place, Christian. Go ahead. My uh, not-hot team, which they didn't play last week, but still kind of just – off the rails. They've on a four-game losing streak. The Tennessee Volunteers going to to Auburn today. Yeah. Uh, you know it's hard to be positive, especially if you're a Tennessee fan. But you know, just looking at what what's going on in Knoxville. You know, the quarterback situation, the coach the coach drama. There's just a lot going on. Uh, I just. You know, I don't see them getting that win today, and I see it, you know, continuing to be a disappointing year for the Volunteers, who may not get another win until Vandy. Well, the real que- the real question is for Tennessee today: Who's actually going to be the starting quarterback? Yeah, going into that game with Jimmy G having a concussion, you know, the last two weeks. But um, yeah. my question is though. I've been telling you, Wes, you know, I talked about this in the pregame over my SEC predictions. The offensive line is by far right now the most overrated, you know, yeah. SEC offensive lineman there is, you know, in this conference right now. Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah, completely. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, John and I talked about it at the very beginning of the year, Christian, and I, and I said it. this team is going to live or die by its quarterback plan. And that's exactly what's happened this season. Uh, Jerry Garantano is not a good quarterback. I'm not taking any, I mean, you know, I understand there's Tennessee fans that watch this show and we appreciate the fans, but I'm just being honest. Jerry Garantano is not a good quarterback. I think if you look at this roster and look at who's on that team, the uh, Harrison, uh, whatever his name is, Barnes, Harrison, Harrison, whatever, the, 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 the young freshman that came in last week. Harrison Bailey or something like that? Yeah, Harrison Bailey, whatever his name is. I think that's the kid that needs to take the reins for this football team uh, moving forward. Uh, I think if not, I think, I think Jeremy Cruz in trouble if he doesn't move. I think, it will, I think it could possibly cost him his job. There's a lot of talent on that team, too. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, speaking of Tennessee, if you look at – there was a story came out, I believe it was this week, uh, sent it to me. Bill Fulmer actually got a pay raise. And no one talked about it. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's things internally that's happening in Tennessee right now that's just very, very questionable. Their standards have dropped. Uh, oh, yeah. What Tennessee used to be, they're not even close to that anymore. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, and, that, and their running game has definitely not impressed me the last few games as well with Eric Gray and Ty Chandler. So, I mean, I know Ty Chandler's not been 100% healthy. But there's something going on with this running game that I don't know if it's between Chavis and the play calls or, you know, I don't even know right now because like we well, talked about last week, all these seven assistant coaches 
decided not to take a paying, you know. The first half against I, Arkansas was a great – they ran the ball great. But yeah. it's like they just – they just either Arkansas adjusted or something in the second half, they just didn't didn't run the ball well. Uh, guys, do you want to go ahead and bring on our guest for the day? Sure thing. All right, here we go. He's connecting the audio. Today we have a very special guest, uh, a guy that I remember him for sure. I know John does as well. Uh, former Memphis Tiger, uh, one Mr. Darren Garcia. Thank you very no. much for being on the show, sir. No problem, no problem, no problem. What's up, D? What's going on? How y'all doing? Good. Uh, Darren, let me ask you, we, we just got through doing our little, uh, segment called who's hot, who's not. And that is just basically a team who's hot right now in college football and a team is not. And then also we have a segment called spicy or icy. And that mm -hmm. is just a uh, coach that, uh, seats a little warm and a coach that's not, uh, give me your who's hot, who's not, and who's spicy and icy. Uh, who's hot right now is Indiana, uh, university of Indiana right now. And I don't think they've ever been as highly ranked as they are right now. They play Ohio State today, I think, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And um, who's not, I think, um, former Memphis coach is on the hot seat right now at Florida State. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he dodged a bullet today. Yeah, he did. He dodged a bullet today. Uh, and just for, for the fans that don't know, that game was postponed this morning. Uh, yeah, it was. I saw it. Clemson, it was postponed. Clemson rolled out due to uh, health issues, which I understand. You you want to make sure everybody's safe. Right, right. Hey, Darren. Uh, right now, Mike Norvell, uh, I don't think and, – and, and I'll get into more of this when we get into that game. Uh, but, yeah, Mike, Mike Norvell's having issues. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he going down there thinking it was going to be a – like it was gonna be like Memphis was, but I don't think the players bought in yet. Like coming into a situation where you're going to a power five school, it's like a totally different world than being in a Memphis or a Cincinnati or a South Florida. You go down there and it's like a different story. You got a lot of alumni on you. You got a lot of um boosters on you. It's like a, he got a lot on his shoulder now. He just not it ain't it ain't working out the way we all thought. Well, I didn't think it was gonna work out, but it ain't working out right now. Uh, who would you say is a coach on the hot seat right now, and a coach that's uh, seats maybe cooled off a little bit? Um, I think Jim Harbaugh is on the hot seat right now. Definitely, I think um, they are definitely ready to move on from him. And this, he's one of my favorite coaches because what he did with San Francisco that year, or those years he was San Francisco, and then the way he turned around the program in Michigan, you know what I'm saying, and made them a team to compete with. They just could never couldn't beat Ohio State. Now and they're not beating. Now they're not beating teams they should beat. Yeah, now they're not beating teams they should beat. So you can't beat Ohio State. That's one. But now you can't beat teams you should beat. Now you got you to get out of here. I think by the end of the year he'll be gone. Jim we'll Harbaugh. find out. We'll find out today against Rutgers. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> definitely find out. Yeah, um, I mean, if he loses lose Rutgers, that. I wouldn't even let him on the team bus. I just tell him go. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you lose, you lose Rutgers, it's over for you. 
It's done. But I think uh, 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 guys that Ja has cooled off would be um, mm, cooled off. Um, we asked the tough questions on this show, Darren. Yeah, <laughs> cooled off. Um, I think Lane Kiffin Ja cooled off when he beat um, who did he beat the other South day? South Carolina last week. South Carolina. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it'll be ugly if he'd been like one and whatever. But I think. After that one win in South Carolina, you know, they kind of cooled it off a little bit. I think it's first year, sir. Yeah. Wes, I'll give you another cool off. Wait, uh, Clay Helton at Southern Cal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. You know, Clay, Clay Helton was my receiver coach in college. Right, really. Yeah, at Memphis, he was my receiver coach. So speaking of your Memphis days, Darren, uh, give me or give us as fans, listeners, uh, Give us just your most exciting moments uh, as a Tiger. Um, most exciting moment would be going to the bowl game, the first bowl game we've been to in 32 years. Um, the it wasn't even about playing. It wasn't about the game. It wasn't about playing. It wasn't about nothing. It was about how the fans react and how the city react towards us being the first team to go to a bowl game in 32 years. It was like the fans were phenomenal. Like everywhere we went. Everybody knew us. It is, it's very rare in football that people know you without your helmet on. Like, they know your number, but they don't know your face. That year, where we went, they knew who we were by face. The Highland 100 really put us out there, you know what I'm saying, to let us be known by face. And the way the city, like, surrounded us and backed us up was amazing. And, you know, just going to the bowl game was, was cool, but actually winning the bowl game, that would make that made it, like, the best, the best way to leave as a Tiger, I believe. Yeah, that was your senior year in 03 when we beat North Texas, right? Yep. And Daryl Dickey, yeah. So, basically, yeah. Unfortunately, that was the only winning season that we really had, you know, with you in your four-year career. Because, you know, you started right. out you started out with Rip Shear at four and seven on the year, two and five four in seven. conference. Sophomore four and year, seven, five yep. and, Yeah, sophomore year, you finished five and six. And then junior year, three and nine. And then, you know, like you talked about, just saying, you go nine and four your senior year, and that's when you had a good year also, your senior year, with 26 receptions for 367 yards on that year right. as well. You know, the, the crazy part about it, it was, I hear you say my sophomore year was five and six. We had two games my sophomore year that was, made us both eligible, and we lost in the last minute. We lost to um, Houston in overtime, and we lost to Cincinnati, I think, was it Cincinnati? We lost. It was it was a fourth down in twenty seven. Yeah. I was at that game. Cincinnati Hail Mary. Yep. It was Cincinnati Hail Mary. I remember. It. I was fourth there. Fourth and twenty. That, that would have made us both eligible. Fourth and twenty seven. My sophomore year, we were five and five. Would have been six and five going to bowl game. We ended up five and six. Fourth and twenty seven. Hail Mary beat us. Mm. Yep. Yep. Hey, uh, Darren, what about I can you, definitely Darren? Go ahead, John. I know, Darren, you want to bring up your first – I know your freshman year was kind of like a disappointment, but, uh, hey, just going to Tennessee and playing them to the 19-17 ball game that first year, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we had a good defense. We just didn't have a great offense. Um, that year was like my freshman year. I uh, I played as a true freshman, and I the one moment I always remember was – we kicked the ball off with two minutes left. We was up. 
We was up 17-16, right? Kick the ball off. I'm on kickoff team at the time. Why? I don't know why I was on kickoff team. I was about the smallest person out there, but I'm on kickoff team. <laughs> so, and I missed a tackle, and they ended up running to, like, the 40-yard line on their end, running all the way back to 40. And I never get, like, I was, like, beat myself about that. And, like, I said, like, five plays later, it's third down, boom, cool. Time running down, like, three minutes left, kick a field goal to win. And it was, like, one of those games, it was foggy as I don't know what out there. It was it was foggy. It had missed the whole day. And we play in Tennessee. We up by one. Billy, Billy Kennedy had just scored a touchdown for us to make us go up. And they come back, kick the ball off, they run back to the 40. Five plays later, kick the field goal to win. But we were sick. And then the following year, we go down to Tennessee and jump on the tee and get beat yep. like 51 to 12 or something like that. Yep. But I was so glad y'all y'all were jumping on that tee. Man, I love that. Man, we jumped on the tee and they killed us. Dante Stallworth, one of the receiver who it was his birthday. He had five touchdowns. Jeez. Talk, well, you about, do that. Yeah. Talk about your Conference USA days, like maybe your like favorite road trips you went on as a Tiger. Cincinnati. Cincinnati was definitely dead in New Orleans. Uh, Tulane, Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati was because we got one here now, I think. Weston. We didn't have a Weston back then. But the Weston Hotel was the best hotel I had ever been to in my life. And Cincinnati had one downtown, so we stayed. Best hotel ever. Best pillows, best beds, blanket <laughs> comforts. 1,000% the best hotel we've ever been in. And it's crazy now, think about it, because we got one downtown now in Memphis. And we didn't have a Weston back then. And the next one's New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans was the best. Tulane? Superdome. Man, the best road trip ever. Because we stayed literally on Canal Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right on Canal Street. Like, the best road trip ever. I mean, we went to, I went to Army. Army was was dope. I ain't gonna lie. Army was very dope. It was like, the, the scenery is like, amazing. Because it's in the mountains in New York. Right. Army was, was, was like, Army was cool. Um, where did we go? I think the farthest we went was maybe Army. Now, were no, you, did you play? I know back in the '90s, Rip went and played at Michigan. Was that before your time? Yeah, that was before me. That was before me. I that was during my good. that was during my cousin Brandon's era. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was yeah that, that was B Tuck area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was they yeah. they also played at Michigan State back in the day when my cousin yeah. played yeah. as well. But they were the so. they were the USC they were the USC too one year. And yeah. won. Yeah, yeah. won yeah. and beat you. My my head coach now was on that team. Coach Michael was on that team. That'd be USC. Really? Yeah, yeah. fans that don't know this, uh, Chris Michael is uh, the head coach at Middleton Central High School where Darren Garcia now is the offensive coordinator at his alma mater at Middleton High School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna, I was going to introduce him as that as well. But, uh, hey, Darren, I want to talk about maybe your high school days a little bit in general as well with, you know, since you're from the Memphis area in Middleton. Um, as you played with my cousin, other cousin Justin, a little bit as well, right? But uh, talk about what y'all have done so far as a coach, as you know, like last year, for example, y'all won the region championship under 
one of our guests that we're going to have later on this afternoon and your quarterback in Tommy Clifton, mm-hmm. which we're going to have on later on. But uh, talk about what you've done as a coach at your alma mater than playing back in the day. Compare the two now from back in when you played and your coaching nowadays. Um, it, the crazy part about it is my my I came in as a freshman and we were like a powerhouse when I came in ninth grade. I was like, you know, what I'm saying hoping that I get called as a freshman to play on varsity, but I never got called up because like we was a powerhouse. We were beating teams like um like like big teams. I remember we played uh my sophomore year. We played um. What's the name of the team in Mississippi? Um, we South didn't beat Panola. them. <laughs> we didn't beat them now, but we were up like fourteen seven though on Sapanola. Then they came back and just killed us. Cause I remember the running back was Griffin. Then he went to Mississippi State. Yeah. So it's just coming off a powerhouse that my brother played there. Also, my brother was on a ten, first ten and zero team in school history. So in ninety three, so my brother played there. So me going into there, and from ninety three. 94, 95, they were good. Then they fell off a little bit, and they came back in, like, 97, 96, 97, eight, nine wins. 98, we won. We was eight and two, which eight and two to us was not a good year. We lost to Mumford, and we lost to Sapnola. Then going to my junior year, we were two and eight. Wow. So I take over starting quarterback my senior year because Jonathan Mayley was a quarterback. My junior year, he got hurt. And I was the backup, so I ended up having to play running back or whatever. I mean, quarterback. So I go into my senior year and started quarterback. And it was like in my mind, kind of like kind of like Tommy's situation. Come off a two in some season or, or four in some season. And my senior year, I'm starting at quarterback. I don't have no offers. I don't got nobody really looking at me. It's either bust or go home season. Yeah. And... I didn't notice until I got out of high school, but I was like one of the number one safeties rated in, in high school at the time. Didn't know it at all. Like now, they have so many avenues to know what they're rated, who's watching them, who's looking at them. So many camps they can go to back then. I went to one camp, I think. I went to Ole Miss camp. I was personal advisor at Ole Miss camp, which that's why I thought I was going to sign with Ole Miss. They recruited, as own team, they recruited me heavily throughout, like from 11th grade to 12th grade. And I didn't make my ACT score in time, and they kind of fell off. And then Memphis came in late. And I had other schools like, you know, uh, Delta State or Eastern Illinois, uh, Western Illinois. But the difference between then and now is we went through a period in Milton where we didn't have to play. They didn't have to play both ways. Like, they had enough kids on the team to only play one side of the ball. Mm. When I played there, No. We played offense, defense, kick return, pump return. <laughs> I even kicked field goals at first my senior year. I we don't have a luxury like Mumford had the luxury of having all those kids that, like, they always had more kids than us. So it was always a difference. And us beat Mumford was a big deal to us because Mumford always had more, more kids, more line, more athletes, more all that. Yeah, the Eminem Bowl. But uh, did they play Rocky Top back in the day also? Yeah, they did play Rocky Top. <laughs> wow, they still do they, today. <laughs> they played Rocky Top. i never get We played them at Mumford my junior year. And, like, in my mind, we played my, my sophomore year, played them at home. 
and my junior were there. They played Rocky Top, coming out to me. But you know, at the point at the time, I, I ain't gonna say never say to nobody else. Yeah. At this time, at the time though, I was like a diehard Tennessee fan at one time. Pierce Price, Dion Grant, uh Sam Wilson, T. Martin. I was a diehard Tennessee fan. But they'd recruit me. So and then I went to Memphis, so I can't like Tennessee no more. Nope. Once you go, once you put on the blue and gray, that anything UT goes away. I promise. But you know what, y'all, y'all see, y'all got Tommy's coming on here uh, later on. There's one kid though that I always talk about. Like, if I got to say anything to say good about anybody, well, I talk good about people sometimes. But <laughs> I, I had nothing good to say to him to his face for a very long time. As far as coaching, he knew that. But our relationship grew because of that. And I kind of coached him like Coach West coached us. He never gave us compliments. He never patted us on the back, told us good job. He always had something negative to say, even though we did something good. And that's how I kind of coached Tommy at first. Like, he's like, damn, can I do anything right? And I was like, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And going to his senior year, I told him, I said, they don't know you. They don't know your name at all. You got you got to prove yourself and get your name out there. And as the first game, I told him, I said, well, I'm gonna treat you totally different this year. I'm gonna treat you like I'm gonna I'm gonna play you not like a quarterback. And he was like, What you mean by that? I said, Just watch. You have almost two thousand yard rushing. You may have between 800, 1100 yard pass, maybe, but you won't you won't be treated like a quarterback. He didn't get that at first. He's like, I don't get what you mean. Like I've been using, I said, I've been using you differently. I've been using you the wrong way. Like his junior year, I should have used him the same way I used him his senior year, but I didn't. Because I had I had one of the best receiver cores I had, like I've had there in a long time. So I was trying to throw the ball. And we had a good running back as well. But our schedule was just so so hard as far as we've been a small school that's in 4A. And we play in schools like um Carville. We can't mess with Carville. So going to his senior year, I told myself, I'm gonna use you differently. He didn't get it at first. And so after we played North, North, not North Point, um, Liberty Tech, he had like 105 rushing yards and two touchdowns rushing and one pass to him. He like, okay, I get it now. He had like maybe like 12 attempts rushing. We go to play Mumford. Worst game, me and him both had. I had a terrible game as far as calling plays. He had a terrible game as far as you know what I'm saying? He threw like, uh, he had a fumble early in the game on a run, threw a pick next play. He had like three, four turnovers in the first quarter. He'll tell you this. He cried. Yeah, he won't tell you this. He came to the side like he was crying. First quarter. Crying. And I, I jumped down his throat. And I was like, man, you got to get it together. Like, seriously. We ended up losing the game 12-6 to Mumford, yeah. which we should have beat him. They had a long run. It was like 6-0. But along with had a long run by the full by the, the full beginning of a wing tee or whatever back then. They had a long run, scored. And after that, I said, Tommy, I said, I'm gonna we got I'm gonna change everything up. Go, we go play North uh MLK, North Point. Tommy ended up averaging 226 per game after that. Wow. Three, four touchdowns. I said, you now, know, you know. I said, now. Now this is where I want to use you. 
I changed the whole offense up mid. At the second game of the season, I changed the whole offense up. The game that reminds me that he was on the radar as well was that FACS game last year. Yeah. When when there was a shootout, Wes. You should, I should have seen a video of that game because it was like 59 to 46 type ball game, but I don't remember the yeah. score that one. And, and that, was quarterback like, was, yeah. that quarterback was really good, though. Like, he was really good. And and we knew that, though, going into it. We knew going into how good he was because he was like in, in Memphis area, he was like number five recruit, top recruit in Memphis. And Tommy wasn't on the list at all. So we knew he was like, like he would be recruited as a junior. Like the year before they had like a thousand rushing, a thousand passing. And in high school, that's like that that top tier. If you got a thousand rushing, a thousand passing yeah. as a quarterback, that's and he like six four. He had in my mind, I thought he should have had way better offense than he had. Because he could throw it too. Yeah. And West that game, it has like a thousand yards rushing combined between the two quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That 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 is my favorite style of football. Like the team that uh, I, I'm currently living in, Crossland, Arkansas, a little small town in southeast Arkansas, uh, and the quarterback uh, Crossland won last night their playoff game. And the quarterback they've got, man, uh, he can chunk the football, but he's very athletic. Uh, they run a lot of uh, a lot of power leads with him, things like yeah. that. Yeah. He's a lot of fun to watch, and he's only a junior, uh, so he'll be coming back next year. Uh, but they're playing uh, the Monticello team, uh, Monticello, Arkansas, this week in the playoffs. Should be a very good game. Hey, did hey. Uh, Barley, did Barley win last night? Yeah, they yes. won thirty-five to seven over Carville. I know you just eating it up, ain't you? Man, we get, I don't know. Hey, West uh, had a coach named Joe Cody back in the day, and I know you know Joe since the Memphis days as well. But hey, now we got Brentwood at home. The play in the semifinals. It's gonna be Eat tough. It up. So, is this is this the is this the second year y'all go? Well, first year y'all win. Second time y'all go. Well, we gotta be the team from Nashville first, and I'm hoping you know that we protect our home field at first of all. You know, because right. we know darn well the state champ. If we do go past Brentwood, you know, we got Maryville or Oakland, and we know when it, yeah. those are definitely two top powerhouses. And six a.m. football. Right. So but, real quick, when you were at Millington, did you play when there was the fourteen and thirteen back to back years against Bartlett? Yeah or no? I remember. You remember oh, yeah. um, my junior year, uh, Ron Nurse was running back. My senior yeah. year, I had Marlon Marlon Jones. Yeah. Alice Kane, Alice Kane won. Let me tell you something about Alice Kane. So me and Alice Kane, we knew of each other, or whatever. And Alice Kane, the name already he got football name. He got a football name, so he was a linebacker at Barlett. Yeah. So we knew about each other, whatever. So their whole game plan was stop me. Mind you, back then we were running the power eye. Ain't like I'm right running like the zone read. Like I played the wrong era, honestly. If I played an era that Tommy played in or the offense Tommy played in, I would easily had 2,000, 2,500 yard rush easily. I played in the era where I had to drop the ball on purpose, pick it up and run it to get my rush yards. <laughs> Like we, it, that our offense was a three man eye, powerful ball, powerful ball, straight yeah. down the hill. But we played uh, Barley though, and Barley went to state this year though. Went to the state and lost the state championship game with uh, Marlon Jones. They had Alex Kane. They had um, those few more guys I know went to Barley. And for back to back years, they beat us by like one point. 
Yeah, that's the they they uh, 1999. They went into the state semifinals and played like Greenfield or something like that. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, Wes, I, I actually I actually played uh, under Joe Riccone, uh when he coached at Rossville Christian Academy. Uh, mm -hmm. First head head coaching job uh, <clears throat> on the staff, and then uh, I don't know if you know a guy named Adam Joyner. Um, he played uh, at Collierville back in the day, and then uh, he also played at UT Martin. Uh, okay. Legion career, but uh, you know, I, I'm I'm really glad to see Joe back at Carterville. Uh, I think oh. that was a good. I think that was a good hire by Carterville to get a hometown guy. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, he's a he's a hometown legend in Carterville. He is. Um, he, he ain't, he ain't like Matt, he ain't like Matt Shelton, but he's a hometown legend though. Right, right, yeah, yeah. He's I mean, he's not Coach Cox legend in Carterville, yeah. but he's. Uh, I think he can keep that program afloat. Uh, for sure. Uh, I think they're doing good things uh, in the Ville, I guess is what they call it. The was, I want to tell, tell you an interesting story about me and Darian Garcia real quick before we do our picks. But in my eighth grade year, I was at the Bartlett Millington football game because my cousin and him were playing against Bartlett. And I was hanging out with Darian Walker back in the day because we went to middle school with him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And because uh, his mom was the basketball coach, I believe, at Millington back in the day as well during that time. Yeah. But right after the game got over, I went on the field and I told my cousin Justin and Darren were both there staying beside each other. And Darren and I brought this up this week. But uh, Darren said to Justin, my cousin, he's like, who's this guy wearing all Bartlett and stuff on my field right now? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, well, this is where I'm going to go to high school. And uh, Darren's like, no, nah, we got to get you some black and gold. Black and gold. And, blue. and I'm like, no, I'm Bartlett. Sorry. But uh, Justin's like, yeah, I try to treat my, I try to tell my cousin, you know, not to wear red and blue on this sideline, but we had to do something. <laughs> but you know, but the crazy part about it is that was your eighth grade year, but in 2019, he still come down in the field with red and blue on. They don't care. They don't care. John does no. not care. Literally, look, literally, we played FACS, I think, or North Point, one of them teams, because both of them were shootouts. He comes down there with Barlett. Pull over on again. <laughs> yeah, he don't care. John does not yeah. care. Doesn't care at all. Everybody's like, who? Who is with this Barley? Uh, I'm like, don't even worry about this. That's my guy. That's my guy. Why, why he got a Barley pull up? Look, he, look, you can tell, you can tell when Barley, when Barley ain't winning, he'll go to a Milton game and be like, oh, we're probably going to lose this week. Oh, uh, don't. I, I, I didn't <laughs> yep. I told you. Until Coach Hunker came along, yeah. And look, now now they projected the number one team in Memphis. Ugh. God. <laughs> oh, well, we played all my oh, – God. Are, are you ready to pick some games this week, Darren? Yep, I'm going to do horrible. I always do horrible at picking college games. <laughs> all right, hard. John, you want to get it cranked up? I'm going to go with the hardwood right off the bat, Darren. Are you ready for it? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, traveling to good old Orlando, Florida, and play the UCF Knights. Yeah, they play UCF. Uh, I'm going Cincinnati. Definitely. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you why I'm going Cincinnati. Cincinnati quarterback is a sleeper quarterback. He can run and he can throw. And people don't people don't see that about him, though. They don't think he can throw and they can run the ball, but he can run and throw the ball. UCF, yeah. Defense always been shaky. Always. Yeah. They always give a lot of points. They can score, but they give up a lot of points as well. I think Cincinnati wins. I'm gonna tell you what's going. Yeah, they. I think they're going to spread. I think Cincinnati's going to win. 
They'll cover the spread. I don't get no number. They'll cover the spread, I believe. What is it, five point five? Yeah, it's five and a half still. And uh an interesting fact on that, I didn't real, really realize this, but uh Ritter's actually throwing the ball over fourteen hundred yards and mm-hmm. girl Gabriel throwing over twenty seven hundred yards and Cincinnati's defense, like you said, is legit. They're only averaging twelve points per game now. Legit. They if they if they shut down a Memphis offense that, that can put up averaging 36, 28 points, whatever it is, they're gonna shut UCF down. I guarantee that. Oh, yeah. I think when you look at today's game, uh, the key is defense for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we know both of these teams can score, uh, I mean, hell, at an obnoxious rate. Yeah. Uh, Central Florida has got just world-class speed. They've had it ever since Scott Frost. Uh, now Josh Heupel, uh, who I'm not really a big fan of as a coach. I don't think he makes very good in-game adjustments. I've always no, thought about him. Um I think this game comes down to defense, and Cincinnati, as we know, has got an elite defense this season. Elite. They're shutting down everybody, everything you do. They're going to shut they, it down. They can uh, run sideline to sideline. Quarterback. Yeah, so, I completely They can agree. run sideline to sideline. They got probably one of the best secondaries in football right now. Yeah. And when I say lockdown, they have one of the best lockdown corners in football right now. Yeah. And they need to expand the playoffs oh, so they can get in Right. Exactly. Right now, if they lose today, if they lose today, y'all can blame me because I got too much. I got too much confidence in them. Blame me if they lose. Well, I got Cincinnati too, so you're not the only one. Yeah, I'm gonna take Cincinnati as well. Yeah. Well, y'all taking Cincinnati now. If they lose, we jinx. Something. Something tells me this could be their slip up game, but nothing's really. From what I've seen, I just don't see it happening. It would be, it would truly be an upset if they lost today. Yeah, it would. I, I, in my mind, when I saw the spread of five point five and a half, I was like, I think they're gonna win by at least ten to fourteen. That would I. That's me. But yeah, I mean, it was a pick'em game early in the week. It that's was kind of surprised me. It was a pick'em game early, and they, they had a, that five and a half. I was like, yeah. give I me Cincinnati by about, seven. By seven. All right, so we all take Cincinnati. Yes, his name. Uh, up next, we've got uh, Arkansas State traveling to Texas State today to take on the one and nine Bobcats. A uh, little bit of a Memphis connection in this game. Uh, of course, we've got Lincoln Pair, uh, heck of a running back. Uh, mm-hmm. Arkansas State, uh, the kid's impressive, man. Uh, just the other day, my boss, who, um, you know, living in Arkansas, you know, of course, they follow Arkansas State, but. He even made a comment. He said, man, that that running back Arkansas State guy is, is a stud. And I said, oh, yeah, Lincoln Perry is one of the most talented running backs uh, that's come out of the city of Memphis yeah. in quite some time. Uh, yeah. The line is only Arkansas State five. Uh, Arkansas State's three and five this season. Uh, give me Arkansas State to uh, to cover that and, and, and win the game today. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Arkansas State on this one. I, I've seen – I would never, you know, I'm going to say this out loud. I know this might sound bad when I say this. I would have never, in my mind when I hear Texas State, I think about un, uh, I think about necessary roughness. Wasn't they Texas State yeah. in the movie? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, and I, but but the colors are totally different, though. But I think about that, I was like, ain't no way in hell. Texas, I ain't never seen them play until I watched them play, um, like, one of the first games yeah. after, the, you know what I'm saying, of the season. They played, like, uh, BYU somebody. or something. BYU, yeah, was, they played BYU. Yeah. 
and I had I was like Texas State, like, but the quarterback they would put up the quarterback like he was all this and all that, cool whatever. Arkansas State definitely should win. Oh, and speaking of uh, Lincoln though, <clears throat> very underrated running back as far as recruitment wise. You don't have all those yards for nothing. Right. You, I think I, in my mind, I would I would I, I like to see him go to because I watched him at the All Star game because I um went out there at the All Star game. I didn't know he he's, he's definitely smaller than I thought as far as seeing him in person. He was smaller than I imagined, but as far as athletic ability, he is definitely a stud though. Definitely, he could easily play slot anywhere and running back easily. Easily. I ain't gonna say he should have went to a D1, but he could have definitely, well, not big D1, not power five, but he could have definitely went to a, he could have, how, how Memphis don't pick him up, I don't understand. I was getting ready to ask the same question. Like, like, but Memphis, Memphis don't do a good job. Yet, I'm sure. Yeah, but Memphis don't do a good, a good job of recruiting running backs out of their own city at all anyway. So that's, that's, they recruit. Defense and receivers from Memphis. They don't rec- uh, recruit running backs normally. Why? Is we, that? I mean, they, they recruit linemen as well. I mean, why? Why not? I mean, there's stud running backs all over Memphis. I mean, they but, finally went and got Granberry, which I, I've heard some conflicting stories on him as far as his off the field issues. And I, I, I coached him I, in youth football at, at, at Bartlett. Uh, I, Kylan's mom's an amazing woman. Kylan's a great kid. That I know of, uh, you know, I right. think for what he's done after he left uh, the Bartlett Youth Program, but uh, I, I don't understand why he's not on the field for the Tigers. I, I just, to me, he's too big of a weapon not to have on the field. I was, I was going to ask you, was he still on the team? Because I ain't seen not a, not an inkling of him on that field. I know he's he still, not a, he's still, he's still on the roster. Uh, I think there's they, they've got him as some type of injury. I don't. Obviously, it's a nagging one. Man, when I tell you when I tell you that uh, somebody that can play, he was by far one of the best running backs I've seen that I've coached against. Yeah. Him, it was a kid from Liberty Tech that was good. That was that quarterback, right? No, not the quarterback that year. They had a running back the year after that. Oh, um, sorry, yeah. Bush. Bush, Granberry, and I always throw I always throw Roland in there because I Roland, well, I coached Roland. But I always throw Roland because I feel like Roland was a, a very underrated running back as well. It ain't no way in the world you got 2,000 yards rushing, 40 touchdowns, and you don't get recruited by Memphis at all. Right. Yeah, Roland didn't say back in the day. Yes. Like, how do you not – like, I don't, I don't get this. I, I just don't understand. But you know what? I'm going to tell you a story. Not a story. I'm going to tell you a reason why kids at Milton don't get recruited, or and even Mumford, or even Covington. By the time they – Recruiters come to the city, right? They start out at the Carryville, Germantown, Cordova, Ridgeway, um, White Station, Centrals, uh, Merrows. Uh, they 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 here. By the time they get down to Millington, they didn't they didn't see all the players in the city, right? Because we're 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 going we're north. They coming out of the city, going up towards Nashville now. They just stopped and just 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 say they stopped. They didn't see all the all the kids in the, in like in the inner city that look good. Stats might not be good, but they look good. You get the military, you see a kid that's five nine, five ten. No, they, they the stats don't matter at that point because they seen what they wanted already in the inner city. 
You're a hundred percent correct on that. I yeah, they, they they already seen what they want to see. Like I, I in my mind, you might have some alignment with the Mumford that probably went to a, a big name school, but you don't have no skill players from Mumford, Covington, Ripley, uh, Dysburg that's going to no real D one uh, colleges because they got all the they seen it all already, and that's how it is everywhere they go. They go to the inner city first, and they come out to the outer city to the suburbs next. Christian, who you got, man? Arkansas State or Texas State? Arkansas you know, State. Arkansas State. Uh, I've always been a fan of that program. Uh, I like what they do there ever since they had Gus Malzahn. Yeah. Uh, but I look at Texas State's record. They won in nine. I just don't – I don't see them getting a win today against Arkansas State. That's a, that's a lot of losses. They're they're one and nine though is all like pickup game pickup games though like yeah. you know saying reschedules. Oh, it is. Yeah, they they I don't think they're playing their original schedule. They they're doing the you know saying the rescheduling because of COVID, and they were all all their games have been like rescheduled games. They they shouldn't play as many Power Five or top tier D one schools as they've been playing. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's it's with this COVID year it's been crazy. Yeah, um, man. What's yeah. your first game on your list? Mine, uh, UCLA, Oregon. Um, that's an interesting matchup to me. Uh, UCLA with a surprising win over Cal last week, a big win. Mm-hmm. And Oregon, you know, took care of business against Stanford. You know, Oregon should win this game, but something tells me UCLA will keep it close. Oregon's actually a 17 and a half point favorite coming into this game, but, uh, and they could very well cover that, but give me UCLA to cover that and lose. Oregon's going to get the win. This game is very interesting. Of course, you know, of course, we all know that the, the whole tie-in with Chip Kelly, uh, the job he did at Oregon uh, back in the 2000s was uh, was literally game-changing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. in that, that, that hurry-up offense uh, in the 2000s, it changed the game, uh, both – on the collegiate level uh, and at the NFL level, now that we see the guy, you know, our likes like Kyler Murray, uh, Jackson at Baltimore, different stuff like that. Uh, I think that the win last week may have saved uh, Chip Kelly's job at UCLA. Yeah. Uh, I, I think UCLA yeah. was getting a little tired of Chip Kelly. Uh, but saying all that, I think UCLA can possibly win this game today. And I know that's shocking to hear. Uh, but you know Chip Kelly's got this game circled, highlighted, uh, lasers around it. I mean, you know he wants this game. Uh, and that quarterback at UCLA, uh, they, it's three letters. It's like FTR or something like that. But the guy can play. Uh, Dorian Kennedy Thompson or whatever his last name is. Uh, give me UCLA in this game today. Really? Is that Whoa. Sad? Yeah, that's a bold pick. You want you going on a limb on that one? You 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 taking UCLA to cut to, to to win outright? Not, not, not the spread, just the win. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking UCLA to win this game today. It might not be pretty, but it's a win. Hey, I like um, it. I like it. Ah, that's a bold. <laughs> if I had money on it, I wouldn't bet UCLA. But it's a bold move, Cotton. It's a bold move. That's a bold move. I'm I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with. 
Oregon to win, but I don't think they're gonna. I, if they cover the spread, it'll be late. It'll be late in the fourth. If they cover yeah. the spread, I don't think it'll be a blowout at all. Who you got, but, John? Oregon or UCLA? I'll take Oregon. Sorry about that, guys. My internet had a small outage for like a second. Gotcha. Dead gum Comcast internet. Nope. More like AT&T this time around. Oh, AT&T. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, John, who you got up next on your list? Well, real quick, I was going to also say, you know, another part of that uh, back in the day from Millington that was kind of underrated that should have got more offers, but he ended up at Arkansas State was Tayshawn Holmes, the running back from Millington. Yeah, yeah. Big Holmes. Yeah. Uh, good old, let's go with the uh, Indiana at Ohio State game next. Ohio State's 20 and a half point favorites. 20 and a half. Nah. That's why I'm not, I'm not good at college football right there because there ain't no way in hell you will. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they very well. You know what? I'm going to pick a bold pick. I'm going to go first. I'm going to pick a very, I think Ohio State will cover the spread today. You don't, you think they will? Yeah, I think they will. They're a good team. They, I think they, they will. very well yeah. good. Indiana's – I like what they're doing too, but I just – they're still Indiana in my mind. Exactly. I mean, they're good. They're a lot better than they usually are, but they still got to go to Ohio State and beat – And play at Ohio State, which is not easy. So there's no fans in that game, though. Well – I guess a very good Justin <laughs> Fields quarterback. Yeah, Justin Fields – could be the Heisman. And, I mean, yeah, he's that good. I remember watching him on um, QB one, and yeah, he's legit. Justin like, Fields legit. is good. We know how that Ohio not work State out is good. I, I don't see how that it didn't did not work out in Georgia. No, Kirby Smart. I think Georgia's got other Smart issues. Cannot manage. I think it's something with Kirby Smart, honestly. What? Or or he about to talk to um, what's his name and knew he was gonna be a a, a four year. He thought he was gonna be a four year player and thought he wasn't gonna play into his senior year. It's true. Why, why not, though, is my thing. Because, you know, what's, you know, what's the name is a game manager. He's like a typical NFL quarterback in a lot of college sits of mine. And um, he wasn't – he was going to start every year he's in because he's a game manager. Even though he's not great, but he's he has a great knack of managing the game. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He don't, like – he don't. What, what is the name? What's the guy's name? That was George Brom. Brom. Jake Fromm, Jake Fromm. Yeah, yeah. Like he was, he was, he's a game. Jake he's from typical, State Farm. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, <laughs> he's a typical NFL in in a, in a NFL recruiter's mind, NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with the Indiana to cover guys late. That's You're gonna take Indiana to cover, John. I'm gonna take Indiana to win this game. Are y'all crazy? Look at the job this guy is. No, I mean, that's Tom still Allen's a, doing that's a hell of a job in Indiana. That's still a very bold pick. But it I, is a bold I, pick. I could still I could see it happening, but I just it's one of those things, you know. I, I I'm playing it safe. I'm gonna go with Ohio State. I mean, you know, I'm I'm doing pretty good on my picks this year. I picked over a hundred wins. If you get one of those picks, right? I think I, I I think I mean, of course, now this is based off John started with math. It's, that's Barlin High School math. But, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm winning right now on the picks. Give me Indiana, guys. Give me Tom Allen. Uh, these guys are just – they're playing football. They're fighting like hell. They are. The win at Penn State was a little questionable, but – Turns out Penn State may not be very good at all. Give me Indiana. Give me Indiana to win that game today. 
Wow. Okay. If if Indiana win that game, um, they'll let us know they are legit. Jet. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's no. Oh yeah. No doubt. Le- they no, they have inklings of being legit right now, but we don't know because we don't know if Penn State is really that good. We know. Are they in the same Miss- division as Ohio State? I wonder. They, are are yeah. they? Yeah. Mm. They may meet again if they're mm. if they're not, but. We know Wisconsin. So, yeah, pretty much. Wisconsin's good too, man. Yeah, Wisconsin is good. Pretty much today, you're going to decide the Big Ten championship between Ohio and Indiana, and then you got Northwestern going against Wisconsin. Uh, Next on my list is a little American Athletic Conference action. Uh, The East Carolina Pirates traveling up to Philadelphia to take on Temple and that those daggum owls with their. Mm cameras at the field because they're an NFL stadium bull crap. Joey called it. I don't care what they say. Um, Jimmy Temple in this game, East Carolina's a four-point favorite. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me Temple. I think Temple will get the win. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think the way Temple always plays Memphis, they always play them hard. For my reason, it's like one of the hardest games we have to play. I don't know why. Like we go Temple and they come here and it's like we can be a 18 point over and we still like we lost to them last year I think yeah, yeah. yeah. Joey um, Carter Joey yeah. Carter video but I give me give me Temple's win I I'm not gonna ever pick East Carolina to win nothing yeah no it's kind of how I am you know somebody's got to win this game and Temple East Carolina's favored actually on the road yeah but, they are yeah Four but points. yeah I like Temple. Give me Temple. You know, Temple's a court team. Yeah. You know, they they always play Penn State well whenever they play. They're just something about Temple. I like like Temple. I'm a fan of what they, you know, what they do down there. Yeah. You know, know, Temple's quarterback has not played since the Memphis game. That's an interesting fact. Russo has not played since the Memphis game. I did not know that. And uh, they have not been the same offense ever since, to be honest with you, with the wide receiving crew that they got with the NFL stars in blue. And another receiver on top of my head, I forgot his name. But like y'all said, I think Temple is just the better team overall at times. Yeah. East Carolina has been struggling for years since the – I still can't get over they fired Ruffin McNeil, but that's a different story for another day. But uh, I'm going to go with Temple just like y'all guys. I think it's at home. You know, playing in the NFL stadium does help. And it's an early kickoff for East Carolina. John? Home of the the home of David Garrod, if y'all remember him, he played it. Yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely, definitely do remember David yeah. Garrod. He was he tore Memphis's ass up at East Carolina. Hell yeah, he threw a seventy yard touchdown pass, scrambling <laughs> off his back foot. Yeah, yeah. On, a on a rope. I mean, I'm on a rope. <laughs> David brought- Garrod was one of the most impressive quarterbacks to watch in college. Uh, also, a guy that played at UAB. Uh, and crap, now his name has Webb. Why did I know you're gonna say his name because he was he was he was a big quarterback, he was big yeah, like that. He bro. was a big quarterback, like but man, that guy had a cannon for an arm. Man, he could throw. He look, we were favored to beat UAB every year we played at UAB, and we didn't beat him not one time I was in college. No, no. that's the that's the trap game. That was our trap game every year. We favored to beat UAB, they had Roddy White and the big quarterback had the same. And they beat Webb. us. It was Webb. I just can't remember what his first name was. Ronald yeah. Webb or something? Ro- was it Rosen Webb? Or Ronald or something. Charles Ro- Webb. Anyway, all I know is 
they had they had Roddy, they had Roddy White that played for the Falcons <laughs> and they had him and they beat us. Yeah, and we, we were sound. They were like two and something. We didn't beat you. I didn't beat UAB not one time my whole college career. All I remember is Ripshear. We got roped by UAB. Yeah. And then they asked him about his defensive scheme. And I'll never forget. He said he was running a bracket coverage. And my stepdad just looked at me and goes, what the hell is that? And I explained it to him. And he said, well, they didn't bracket anybody. Because no. they just wore us out. Yeah, it was terrible. That, that quarterback killed us. Yeah, Elysium Field has not been a friendly place for us. No, nope. has not. Mm-mm. Good thing we a new stadium next year. John, what you got up next, man? I thought Christian had a game next. Oh, my yeah. bad. Go ahead, Chris. Four and three, Kansas State at five and two, Iowa State. That's a sneaky game. I, sneaky good game. I can see this one being back and forth. Uh, Kansas or Iowa State's favored by ten and a half. That's a little high, but. I like Iowa State on the road. Uh, both teams have bad losses this year. Uh, Iowa State lost to Louisiana Lafayette early in the year, and they turned it around. And also, uh, K-State lost to Arkansas State, and they kind of turned things around. So, this could be, you know, a big game. I- Iowa State still has an outside shot at uh, uh, making it to the Big, the big 12 Championship. Uh, they need this win more than Kansas State. I think they'll play play uh, hard today, and I think they'll win. I don't think they'll cover, though. I think it'll be a closer game than 10 points. Oh, I think I think Iowa State may win this game big today. Uh, I'm a big Matt Campbell fan. I like the guy. He's a good football coach. Uh, and I think one of the best running backs in the country, uh, Bryce Hall. Uh, if you look at this Bryce Hall, oh. huh? Yeah, yeah, he's 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 the real deal for sure. Oh yeah, Bryce Hall's the real deal, man. And then he's course, the real you've got, deal. Uh, you've got Brock Purdy, a great game manager, quarterback. Uh, doesn't really typically make a lot of mistakes with the football. Uh, give me Iowa State to win by uh, at least twenty-one points today. Jeez. Yeah, I got Iowa State by fourteen. What about you, Darren? I got Iowa State by ten. I'm so right shocking at Darren with my, with my picks yeah. today, y'all. I am you are. Yeah, I <laughs> All right. John, what you got? All right. Next to my list, we got Justin Fuente, who might be on the way out. At, oh, if, the, if, if they do not – I mean, if they lose this game at Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech is a three-point favorite. John. I don't, I think, I don't have this game wrote down on on, on, on the list today. I, you must have snuck this one in on. Nope, sure didn't. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, you know, I, I like Justin Fuente. I think Fuente is a good football coach. I think Fuente is learning what Jimbo Fisher learned in Florida State, and that is simply it's hard to take over a legend. It's very difficult to fill those shoes. Yep. Uh, a place like Blacksburg, uh, if you win, you're good. But once you start losing, the seat gets hot and it gets hot fast. You can't be uh, average. Yeah. Give me, give me Virginia Tech to win this game. Saying all that, give me Virginia Tech to win this game today. Did who did Pittsburgh beat? That that uh, they beat somebody that was really good though. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, the only decent team that I thought that was going to be at least a winning program. They, was Pittsburgh started off the season like hot, like yeah, yeah. But they played like Ray Charles University, Helen Keller <laughs> University, and like they was, beat somebody good though. They wasn't supposed to beat though. I can't think of who it was. I'll um, tell you who it is in a second. Let me was it like North Carolina or something? What was it North Carolina when North Carolina was ranked like third, uh, fifth, or something like that? Well, they. Well, they beat Florida State, which is no big deal there. They yeah. beat Louis. They beat Louisville. They yeah, they're good. Uh, beat Syracuse. No, they don't really have a big win. I mean, any win for Pittsburgh is pretty big, from in my opinion. True. True. They've just uh, been a blip, yeah, abysmal until this year. They just kind of came out of the woodworks. They they got the uh, yeah, there. I'm going to go with a – shit, ain't no way in hell. Ain't no way where Pittsburgh wins. I know that. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Fuentes on this one with VTech, but I think it's going to be a – I want to say it's going to be a blowout. He saves his job with this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Hokies as well, although they're playing in a Hinefield where the Steelers play, I believe. But I'm going to go with Virginia Tech and – to cover the three, and I think the way they lost to Liberty might just finally be like a wake up call, hopefully, for the rest of the year for them. Yeah, before, um, before yeah. the uh, Florida State win by Pitt, they don't were on a four game losing streak, so maybe may a little overrated there. I see uh, Virginia Tech taking care of business today, more riding, there's more riding on that game for them. Then Pittsburgh, I think they'll win by more. They'll win by at least two touchdowns. It's a must-win for both teams, basically. Is what I'm going to get at. Yeah, yeah but we've got a great game on the other side of the Big Ten, and that's no, number ten Wisconsin traveling to Northwestern to take on the number nineteen Wildcats. This is going to be a hell of a football game today. Definite Big Ten style, very, uh, very, just physical. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what, that's what the Big Ten does. Pounding ground, ground and pound. Oh yeah, ground and pound all day. Of course, mm-hmm. Wisconsin uh, is a good football team. Uh, I'm not taking anything from them, but man, this Northwestern defense this year, fellas, is elite. Uh, if you look at Pat's Fitzger- Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, the guy just finds a way to win at Northwestern, which is impressive. Uh, I I think if you if you can sustainably win at Northwestern, you're a good football coach. Uh, you need Northwestern to get the win today against. Wow. Yeah, they. Uh, I like that pick. Uh, Wisconsin's actually favored by seven and a half, but that sounds like a lot on the road. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I just, something tells me Northwestern is going to handle business today. It'll be, it, it, I can see this game maybe even being an overtime game. I mean, it's just, they're pretty similar teams and their style of play and just smash mouth football. Like, like you said, so Northwestern gets the win and goes to five and O today. Oh, uh, 
I this is one of the ones I, I when I when when he when he sent me the list. This is one of the ones I says. Well, I I didn't know at first they were playing, so he sent me the list. I said, oh, this is a must watch right here. This one is a <laughs> must watch because, like he said, Northwestern is not typically known for having an elite defense. And I think it's like the one of the first time they always have good running backs. Yeah. This is like one of the first time that I think uh, they have like a really good defense. Like it's it's really good. So I'm not going to pick them. I like Northwestern, but I'm not picking them. I'm not going with that one. I'm going with Wisconsin on this one. I think Wisconsin, I think, grinds it out at the end. Like you said, it might be an overtime game, could win by three. Still go to win. Yeah. So you get Northwestern to cover, but Wisconsin win the game? Yeah. You know, I'm going to go with the Badgers. I think, you know, I know they've only played a few games under their belt. I think kind of maybe the COVID-19 might have helped them out a little bit. And I think the Badgers will definitely prevail and win the game by right at seven and a half or seven. I just feel like we know what we're getting out of Wisconsin. They're kind of more of a proven proven program. They know how to handle success. Northwestern, it kind of – I mean, I, I think they can win today. But like I said, they – you know, they're not normally – they don't normally start off like this. And they usually drop a game usually when they're – when they do have success, I just think they'll find a way to win today at home. Kristen, what you got up next on your list? Not a not a not a sexy game, but I think it's a sneaky good game. It's Boise State at Hawaii. Uh, you know, uh, the Boise State's favored by twelve coming into the game, three and one. And I, I, I personally, I'm a Hawaii fan. I just like their mascot. I like just everything about them. It's very like unique. The rainbow? the rainbow Warriors. <laughs> I never seen their mascot. I don't, what is a Rainbow Warrior? What is know. their mascot? I've never seen a Hawaii mascot on the field. I just know they're the Rainbow Warriors, and I. <laughs> but they throw the ball a lot, though. I know that they do chunk it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I like their offense, their style of play on offense. It just feels like, you know, they always have a chance no matter who they play because they like to th- sling the ball. And they've had they've had some really good quarterbacks there. Uh, I'm losing oh, yeah. the name. Oh, McDonald was there. Uh, they've had some, yeah. There was some. someone before him too, but yeah, uh, yeah. I can't think of his name, but give me a – with all that being said, give me Boise State. So uh, you praise Hawaii the whole time <laughs> and then curve everybody and go with Boise State. I like that because I'm going to go with Boise State as well. Uh, I like Todd Graham, the uh, um, head coach at Hawaii. Todd Graham does a great job everywhere he goes. Uh, I remember back in his uh, Tulsa days, um, always gave Memphis Fitz uh, a great offensive mind. Uh, and defensively as well, for that matter. But give me Boise State. Uh, I think Boise State's just going to be too strong. Uh, and, I mean, you know, who would turn down a free trip to Hawaii to play football? Oh, I, I would go to a – yeah, I'd love to go to a game there. Man, what would I? <laughs> Man. Hell, we had to beat South Florida my senior. We went to Hawaii for our bowl game instead of New Orleans. Yeah. I was mad. Pissed. <laughs> Who you got? Hawaii or Boise State? 
I'm going with Boyd State in this one. And I don't think it's going to be close at all. I think um, they'll cover. You think they'll cover the 12? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think Boise State wins this by 21 or more. I yeah. Think- why are you going to record a lot of useless stats at the end, passing, but as far as the game, it's going to be out of reach by third quarter? <sighs> All right. I'm going to go with Boise as well. I'm going to go with Boise as well just because when it's, a, I mean, they got more experience on the offense and they got a veteran coach who's been at that place for a long time. So I'm definitely yeah. has surprised that have not. I mean, he used to be in Arkansas State, if I'm not mistaken. Then went on to Boise at one time, but uh, I think he's the right guy for Boise. He's going to be there for a little bit longer than just this year. Boise has more experience on the offense and the defensive line, it seems. And um, yeah, Boise got four games under their belt. Under their belt, so I'm definitely picking Boise. I think Boise is one of those teams that might be ready to jump up, move up conferences. Oh, yeah. We'll take an American League. Yeah, I'll take, I don't I'll know think they why. I don't know why the American didn't go grab Boise State when they did this expansion. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is just my personal opinion. I don't think we should play Temple every year. I don't think we should play South Florida every year. I think if you're Memphis and you're the American Athletic Conference, I think it would be better off bringing in a team like a UAB to the American Athletic Conference and a team like a Boise State. I know geographically it's off. You know, you got to fly out to Boise. But if you look at just – look at UAB right now. I I mean, Bill Clark is doing a hell of a job down there in Birmingham. And as a Memphis fan, I would love to get that rivalry going again for that – what is it, the Bones, the Battle of the Bones? Yes, the Battle of the Barbecue Bones. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, Memphis still holds that trophy because I think we won the last game against UAB, if I remember right. Up, guys, we've got a game that I am excited for. Um, two coaches that I think uh, – I, I think this is the South Carolina coach game, to be honest with you. Uh, I know John called a while back Hugh Freeze going to South Carolina. I know he is interested in that job from what I've read this week. Uh, but App State traveling to Coastal Carolina, I think this is going to be a great game today in the Sun Belt Conference. Mm-hmm. Give me – Give me Coastal to get the win and keep their winning streak alive today. Yeah. I'm what you got, man. Well, so I'm going to go with Coastal Carolina as well, but I think the Appalachian State coach just got there this year. And I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Look but at I think App Coastal- State the last few years, though. You had Satterfield, yeah. gone. The guy before him, gone. I, I just think – I think this is what App State is becoming is that stepping stone school. But yeah, Coastal, Coastal Carolina hasn't yeah. been a football team very long, have they? I don't. Uh, they've don't been think, around for a while. I, I think they're just like in like the one double A back in the day, yeah. Well, I know ever since uh, they almost they almost they came to Fayetteville one Saturday and almost beat Arkansas. And ever since that game, I'm just like, well, who is this team? Like, and they and here they are seven and zero now. Uh, right, right, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, number they, fifteen, I believe. Yeah, right. When I see them, right, I said, what the who what. Exactly. Right. And think about it, guys. Uh, Maybe in basketball, but not football. right now. With a little bit of help from COVID or a loss here or there. Still impressive. Climb the ladder. I mean, they're just now coming out with the uh, first playoff 
uh, list or the playoff playoff ranking this Tuesday coming up, it's early. I mean, it's still fairly early in the season. Coastal, if they continue to win, they could sneak up there. Yeah, top ten yeah. maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With, yeah, I was gonna say y'all. I was definitely going with Coastal just because the one I like their field, one I like their mascot, and I definitely like their freshman quarterback who's thrown over 1,600 yards this year as well. Yeah, give me Coastal at home. I was wrong about Coastal. They they've been a team since '94. But I think they were. Yeah, I don't I know where I got. I don't know where I got that from. I thought. No, I think I, they've only been. I think they were Double A for a while. Oh, okay. Who you got in this one, man? I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with the the popular pick with Coastal. Um, I like he said. I like the feel. I mean, I don't know much about them, but I definitely like their feel. And I, I look at the stats. They racked up a lot of a lot of stats on as far as on the on the um, the uh, the ESPN app. I looked and I was like, who is it? I had to look. I was like, let me look and see what. I mean, freshman, a true freshman quarterback. I mean, I can dig. It. I'm going yeah. coastal, but I if they it's look, a, yeah, it's a trap ahead. game. Lose, I won't be surprised. I think it's hard for a lot of people to get excited about teams like this because then you just immediately go to well, who have they played? But yeah. But, you know, I don't know. It's still intriguing to me that they're ranked. That and they're right by the beach. Yeah. My next game will be an interesting game, guys. Um, Southern Cal playing at Utah. Utah's first game of the year. And we were just talking about, like, a few minutes ago regarding Southern Cal had some luck on their side the first two ball games where they rallied back and came back and won those games to save Clay Hilton's job for now, in other words. But a lot of people are seeing Utah in the upset mm-hmm. over Southern Cal in that one because, I guess, because that Utah and the, it's a tough place to play at. And Southern Cal has basically been struggling the first two ball games. But I'm going to go with Clay Helton and the Southern Cal Trojans, and I think they'll definitely cover the three and basically maybe win by ten. I'm not uh, – or go for it. You go first. Uh, Utah's first game, um, if what I remember correctly about Utah, they're a pretty greedy little football team. Yeah, they're uh, – Willingham is still there, correct? Right. Uh, give me Utah to win this football yeah. game. I like it. See. Um I'm, 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 I know I'm picking against spread today. I'm kind of going against my normal routine. Give me uh, Utah to win this game today against USC. I don't think – I think if USC gets down, it's over with. I don't know that USC can come back again. I, I just don't know. I'm not sold on USC yet. I'm just not. They usually uh, – they usually are, you know, overhyped every single year. Uh, mentally, mentally, they're not – where they need to be, in my opinion. I don't think they have what it takes to go on the road and beat Utah, uh, even though it's, you know, normally it's not going to be a packed stadium, but I, it's still on the road. It's still a big game. Yeah. Utah had a great season last year, if I remember correctly. I just think Utah is going to find a way to win today. It won't be, it won't be a blowout. It'll be, you know, I can see them winning this game by a touchdown. Yeah. Darren, what you got? 
I'm going with I can't go with my old wide receiver coach now. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm going with I'm going you. Uh, I'm going USC, but I will say this about Utah. Utah is one of the teams that I watch a lot of film on, and I get a lot of plays from that uh that system. Like a lot of plays from that system. Like I know people think like, why do you watch Utah? How do you even watch Utah? But they have a very similar offense than what we ran run at Memphis. I mean Milton. So I watch a lot of like them in Tennessee. Even though I'm not a fan, I watch a lot of it. A lot of their offense because their their offense are so similar to each other. Yeah. And I get a lot of pointers from both of those teams. So I like Utah's offense, but I'm going. I can't go with my guy Clay Helton. That's my guy. You know, I was going to say also if Southern Cal does get rid of Clay Helton in the long run, I think their next coach in, is going to be in their offense coordinator in Graham Harrell. He, you know, he turned That's, to North Texas. He turned he turned the North Texas offense around when he was at North Texas, and I definitely think he could be the next head coach at Southern Cal if they do get rid of Clay Helton. What are you saying, Wes? Wes was gone for a second. Yeah, I just oh, yeah. had to walk away for a second. Um, yeah, John, I, I you know I, I think that uh, Utah's. I think they're 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 a good football team. I don't think that thing you can't you can't you know you can't take anything from them. Uh, what you got next, John, on your list? Oh no, Chris, it's Christian, yeah. Um, on paper, this isn't an exciting game, but Mississippi two and four Mississippi State at four and two Georgia, Georgia favored by twenty five. Um, that's a lot of points, especially you know Georgia starting JT Daniels today. Kind of don't really know what to expect out of him. We know he played at USC. We know he, you know, he's got that experience behind him. But for some reason, uh, Kirby Smart didn't think he was good enough to start this year uh, over Stetson Bennett and, and uh, that Dewan Mathis kid. Uh, Battle of the Bulldogs. I think Georgia comes out on top, but give, give me Georgia by 21 points. Uh, yeah. Mississippi State's um, – They're bad. Pain wreck right now. But do y'all remember the season how everybody thought Mississippi State was going to be, like, top five? Yeah. Well, after that LSU game, it's like, dang. They may yeah. have the offense – They that air raid may work, but then Arkansas shut that down quick. They're not very good. Yeah. I, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was excited about the Mike Leach hire. I still am. I think it's a good hire by Mississippi State. I think it's going to take a while to get that program to where he wants it. The fans have expectations. I get that. All fans have expectations. But if you're a Mississippi State fan and you're ringing that damn annoying ass cowbell, cowbell, yeah, um, you got to give him some time. Uh, that air raid offense is a very, very tricky offense. It's very, as as you well know. Uh, there's a lot of nuances that a lot of people don't understand about that offense. Uh, Colin Hill leaving is honestly not that surprising. Uh, don't understand why they didn't use him more in that offense. I mean, it's been yeah. a dip and dunk offense all the way down the field. Why not put him in the slot, put him in different positions to make plays? Uh, is going to get the win today. JT Daniels, uh, We've all wanted to see him. John, I know you're itching to talk about this game. So you can talk about your Bulldogs down yeah. there in Georgia. But uh, give me uh, give me Georgia to win this game today. 
Uh, I'm really looking forward to JT Daniels and seeing how, how he plays. If he comes so, in and lights it up, isn't that going to make Kirby look bad? So, who do you get to cover? Anyway. Wes, Wes, who do you get to cover? Huh? Who do you get to cover in that game since 25 points? Oh. Uh, give me Georgia to cover. I'm with you. Give me Georgia to cover. You know, I think – gosh, Mississippi State just got too many players – that are either transferring or optioning out with COVID and too many problems right now. But I think Jay, or like we talked about, I think Daniels was kind of maybe scared to play with his knee and see what could happen, you know, as well. But I do think Georgia could probably win this game by running the football and passing the football pretty well today. I really do. And hey, definitely cover. yourself out in the camera there, Darren. <laughs> There yeah, you go. I, give me uh like I said, give me Georgia definitely to come. <laughs> definitely. Mississippi, I mean, no. We thought that air rate, like you said, that air rate office is very tricky though. But when you stop it, you can stop like you can stop it easily though. Yeah. Yeah. Easily you can stop it. And once you can stop it, you have no you have you have There's nothing a formula else to go to. for it for sure. Yeah, you have nothing else to go to once you stop it. Up next, guys, we've got what I think is going to be a great game today in the Big 12. Big rivalry game uh, up in Norman, Oklahoma today. You got Bedlam going on today, fellas. Number uh, 14, Oklahoma State traveling to Oklahoma to take on the Oklahoma Sooners today. Number 18 in the country. Oklahoma's a seven-point favorite. This game is going to be interesting, interesting, interesting. Give me Oklahoma to win this game today by wow. more than seven. I like it. Um, you know, it will be a very good game. Uh, Oklahoma, I think they're, there's no way they make the playoff this year with two losses, but they got a chance to spoil, you know, maybe Oklahoma State season. But even if Oklahoma State loses and they win out, then they, they're still under the discussion. It's a big game regardless. Uh, Oklahoma State has a big chance here to set themselves apart from everybody in the conference. If they win today, they got a – they're on the driver's seat for a Big 12 championship. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think Oklahoma right now is the best team in the Big 12. Yeah, and I think those two losses Oklahoma have are a little bit misleading. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there were bad losses. What was it? One can was one was to Kansas State, and I can't remember. Who Iowa State. Was. Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa I think State. it was Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, you know, typically they drop a game they shouldn't, but I think that they've kind of righted that ship and they've turned things around. And I like, uh, like Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma to win, but Oklahoma State. Uh, could still win the conference if they win today, if they if they lose today. But Oklahoma, I don't see them dropping this game, giving the Sooners. John, who you got in this one here? Uh, I'm go with the it, uh, Darren can go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I like Oklahoma State's offense. I've always liked their offense. Um, they always, always have a good – like, they always have, like, top five receiver every year. Every year they have a top five receiver, but – um, I think Oklahoma wins this one. I, I still like um, 
I still like uh, Rattler. Um, yeah. I still like him. I think he's a legit talent. I'm definitely going with Oklahoma. And I think they can be the only two-loss team to actually make it to the playoffs. Hmm. I do. I'm going to go with a not so fast, my friends. I'm going to pick Oklahoma State straight up to win this oh, ball game. It'll have been down. You're taking it today, John? You're going to take it over, over, over Lincoln Riley? Yeah, I am. I'm thinking, you know, Oklahoma State definitely has a good running back. Chuba. And uh, I think Oklahoma, the games will come down to who can get off the field on third down conversions. And I, I think can see a Oklahoma lot of State, points today. I see the over and under probably like an 80. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. This I'm is typically gonna, a shootout. I'm definitely going to pick Oklahoma State to recover and win the ball game. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oklahoma State over Oklahoma. That's a bold pick. Yeah. Christian, who you got next, man? Uh, got three games left on my list. Uh, Penn State uh, on the road at Iowa. You know, I they're actually favored in this one, which really surprises me. I wouldn't – there's no – I wouldn't pick them to beat anybody right now. Um, Was it like a five-point game or something? A one, it's, it's a one, one – it's a one-and-a-half. Yeah, I knew he had to pick them one-and-a-half. Yep. But, you know, I said the same thing last week. This is – like Penn State has to win this game. Same thing holds true um, today, but I don't know if it's enough to save the job. I, I don't know. But – Give me – I think Iowa wins today. I think Penn State is just – it's unraveling there in Happy Valley. Yeah, give me uh, give me Iowa to win this game today. It may be by three, um, but give me Iowa. I see a 15-12 to 12 type ball game, and Iowa's definitely going to win. <laughs> no, he said 15-12. I see 17-14 Penn State. Oh, 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 not so fast, my friend. Okay. <laughs> All righty. He finally got one in. All right. There you go. I, I can't go against Penn State. They're not – like I said, like you said, it's it, it like it's unraveling. But – It does. I, I just – I just can't – There's still a lot of talent on that team. It is. a lot of talent. But I will, I will, 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 will lull you to sleep with their, with their type of offense. Yeah, and it's a tight end type fullback, straight edge type offense, kind of like Wisconsin, and they they breed like offensive linemen, but I think Penn State got more athletes, and they yeah, I think it, I think yeah, it'll be Penn State definitely, and I think I'm gonna say this, they're gonna win by more than ten, mm. but is it enough to save his job? No. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I think with Kobe. <laughs> With COVID, or do you think he'll keep his job regardless? He may. He has he has a little leeway with COVID. I think I think he can he can lean back on COVID and say COVID, you know, is a reason for the season yeah. they're having. So this was a very unexpected year for yeah. him. I, you know, he had he's had he's had success there, unlike Harbaugh. Who I mean, all, Harbaugh's had success at Michigan, but can't beat the big uh, team. The big he can't game. Win the big team. Can't win a big can't win a big ten. You can't win a big ten. They're gonna get rid of you at Michigan. Yep. John, what you got next, man? The next game I got is good old Hugh Freeze. Could it make it eight nine in a row? 
and play NC State at NC State. And NC State's actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Uh, I think Liberty is ranked for a reason. I like their offense. I mean, they run, they pass, they do everything right. I definitely I think Hugh Freeze is going to pull it off tonight or this morning or this afternoon. And I think Liberty wins by, like, 10. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Get out your brooms. Uh, Hugh Freeze is going to sweep the ACC. Today, uh, I think uh, I, th- I think Liberty will beat NC State uh, by at least 14 points today. Um, give me Liberty with the win, and uh, we got a person on our Facebook that says Liberty with the win, and Q Freeze goes to South Carolina. We'll I see. called it last week. You did. Yeah. You did. You called it on the show last week. Um, I think Q Freeze is doing a hell of a job at Liberty. Uh, for them to be an independent and be ranked number 21 in the country. Yep. Uh, is, I mean, like Hugh Freeze was on a uh, XM radio show this week, and he said point blank, hey, when we became ranked, I told every player on our team, take a picture of that. Didn't Same. he just sign like a six-year contract, though? Uh, he yeah. did do an extension. I don't know exactly what the parameters of that contract are, uh, but I, I like Hugh Freeze. Uh, he, did he make some mistakes uh, down in Oxford? Yeah, he did. Um, but uh, he's done a heck of a job rejuvenating his career at Liberty. Give me Liberty big. Give me Liberty or give me death. Give me Liberty or give me death. I'm going uh, I'm going Liberty as well. You know, I'm a, I'm a Hugh Freeze fan. I like Hugh Freeze when he was at Lambeth. So, <laughs> to, so I, I've always liked his, his system. I've always liked the way his defenses are, are constructed. I've always liked how he's he's a defensive-minded coach with a great offensive mind as well. So, with that said, I I love what he's doing at Liberty. I love, uh, like like you said, he made mistakes. And to go down to a Liberty and resurrect his career like he had. The only time we heard about Liberty was when Seth Curry was Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only time we really heard about Liberty. And he transferred to Duke after that, so we didn't hear much about Liberty. But... To go to an independent and be 9-0 and rank 21 is, is impressive. But I think North Carolina State will give them a great run. What's the spread on this one? Two and a half at NC State. Um, yeah, give me Liberty. But I think NC State makes it very – it's going to be a hard game. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at NC State last week, they gave Miami fits. They gave Miami all they wanted. Yeah, uh, I think they really should have won that game, to be honest. Something's telling me NC State's going to win. Hmm. Okay. All right. So you're not uh, taking Liberty, or are you taking Liberty? I'm taking NC State today. I just think, you know, they've, they've, going, he's, he's they've shown up in games this year. You know, they didn't they didn't beat Miami, but they showed they, – they were very close to beating Miami. Uh, we might be having a different conversation about NC State this year. Uh, I, part of me is like, man, is Liberty that good? But they did beat Virginia Tech last week. So there's something to this Liberty team. Give me NC State on the road to cover. Or bold pick. Bold pick. Cover. Bold Very pick. bold pick there. Very bold pick. All right, John, what you uh, – I'm sorry, Kristen, what you got next? I got um, Arizona – at Washington, Arizona coming off of a tough loss against USC last week. Uh, Could have won that game, fell short. Washington, um, 
in here at one and zero after a uh, 27-21 win against Oregon State. Uh, this one, this this one's tough. This one's tough. Um, mm. I think Arizona finds a way to win on the road. Win or cover? Win. What's the spread? Uh, Eleven and a half. half. Eleven and a half by who? Ooh, that's a Washington. lot. Washington's favorite by eleven. Yeah, that's how much we I don't think care. Arizona. No, Arizona covers, but they don't win. <clears throat> give me, give me UW. Give me, give me, give me Washington to get the win. I don't think they cover because that's a lot of points. But give me UW to get the win. I got Washington to cover and win the game. Well, I ain't following that boat. I'm gonna go with Washington to win, but I don't think they cover though. That's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. We That's another th- coach on the hot seat than Kevin Sumlin. Let's just be oh, honest. Yeah. We, we really just don't care about Pac-12 football like we used to. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's hard to we get. Don't. If it ain't Oregon, you know, USC, even made, Oregon, it's hard to get excited about Oregon sometimes. Even yeah, we don't we don't really care about Pac-12 football. I miss the Joe Harrington days. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We've got what I think is going to be just a snoozer of a game today. Michigan, those damn Wolverines traveling to Greg Schiano's Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I said it last week. Greg Schiano is their Scarlet Knight. Um, Give me Rutgers to get the win, and Jim Harbaugh will be fired by the end of the day. Yeah, you're right. If he loses today, he's, he's, he's done. He's already done. Yeah. yeah. And Michigan is a seven and a half point favorite. I don't He's care. Done. Give me Rutgers with the win. The Harbaugh's done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not following that, but I'm not gonna I'm not going against my my one of my favorite coaches in college football right now. I'm not going, I'm not doing that. So give me give me Michigan. Uh do they cover the spread? Yeah, they cover the spread. You know, I don't, I don't like to see anyone get fired, but I kind of I'm kind of like a lot of Michigan fans. It's just re- they're ready to move on. Get some somebody in there that that can turn this program around. I mean, the word Michigan and snoozer, I never thought that would be in the same. I thought Michigan would always be exciting to watch. But you're right, Wes. I'm not excited at all to watch Michigan play now. No. I mean, yeah. So, you know – the hopeful in me is like saying Harbaugh wins this game, but I like what Rutgers is doing. They're not going to be tough. They're going to be tough to beat today. I think Rutgers pulls off the the upset, and that's the end of Harbaugh. He gets fired today. Is mm. it an upset? Is it an upset? This, I mean, in, in this season, is Rutgers beating Michigan an upset? It's. I think it still is, but yeah, maybe you know, not as big as it usually is, would would be in the past. Rutgers this year, they've Rutgers been – let's be honest, they've year. been awful until this year. They've been awful. Terrible. They didn't win a game at one time. Nope. No. I, got a, I, got a, I got a question for you guys, though. Harbaugh get fired, then what? Where's he going next? Herman Meyer. <laughs> no, he said, where's Harbaugh going? Oh, where is he's Harbaugh going, going next? Uh, yeah. Where's Harbaugh going? Back to the NFL, he's staying in college. Cowboys. No, 
know. Or you, or you think so or hope so. He may be a coach. But, you know. He may go to high school after this. I could see, I could see a South Carolina going after a Jim Harbaugh. Um, I could see. What about a Tennessee? Nah. I could see it. I could see a Texas getting rid of Herman, Herman and possibly reaching out. I can see what about a Memphis. <laughs> No, come on, stop. <laughs> Do what, Darren? We don't have business. We can't pay that. We can't pay that salary. <laughs> nope. Um, I, I, I don't think I don't think South Carolina has like if he goes to South Carolina, he's he's going somewhere where he's already behind as far as recruitment. Like that market is too hard. It's too hard to recruit to anybody come to South Carolina against Alabama, LSU. Um. Georgia, you 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 you're, you're like a stepchild. So yeah. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't take a South Carolina job at all, unless the South Carolina moves to the ACC. Ain't no way in the world. Yeah, because it's gonna be one, tough to turn them around. Yeah, that's that's a rough. That's like going to Missouri and things gonna turn it around. It, it's it's gonna be hard. Um, I do like him going to Texas though. I do. I really do. Because I think that is a great market for them. Get away from Ohio State because they're killing you. Right, exactly. Yeah. I they think that's the you. thing with Harbaugh is he's got to get away. Because if you're at Texas, okay, you got to beat Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're at Texas, you've got the funding. You've got you definitely got the money. Yeah, definitely money. You've got everything. You've got every. You've got the facilities. You've got everything you need, and you've got a hotbed of football talent. Not saying there's not in Michigan. I, I I know there is, but it's not like Texas as we know. Nothing. I nothing. Think you're, I think if you're Jim Harbaugh, um, you know you got a lot a lot of teams to compete with though in the state of Texas. He does, but and, and then Nathan Wilson, one of our listeners, has a good point. Um, could you see Jim Harbaugh maybe maybe becoming like a Steve Sarkeesian and going to Alabama as a analysis or an analyst, whatever the crap Saban hires all these former coaches for. I think that's me, me personally, I think that would be conflicting analysis or an analyst, whatever the crap Uh-oh. Saban hires yeah. all these former coaches for. I think that's me, me personally. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, he could, hey, he could, he could, join his, he could, he could join his brother at Baltimore. You never know. No, I got a better one for you. I think, I think the Jets going to look at him. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I think I, I can see him going to the Jets. You think he'll go back to the this? And this is going to sound crazy. What about Dabo Sweeney going to the Jets and following Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though he all he he, he keeps saying he don't want to make the jump though, like he don't want to go to yeah. The they all they all say that. But I think that's that's what you got to say. It's protect you got you got to protect your job right, right now. You gotta say it. That's just the right thing to say. But I can see, I can see him going to the Jets in that market and still getting hit over the head with a club. Here's what I think. Kind of like Saban. Once you get to the NFL, you don't have as much control over those players. No, you don't. It's not. It's different. They're they're making more money than you. They're, you know, they're just. It's not the same. So I think I think Dabo is probably going to stay at Clemson. Or he, I could see him actually even going to Bama when Saban leaves, whenever that is. But 
I just don't think I think he's a college coach. I think he Yeah, and he's he's had the best team in college football for the last five, six years, one of the best teams. Uh there's no reason for him to leave right now. LSU Arkansas is kicking off, just saying. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna be surprised if it goes to the Falcons, though. All right, John, what you got up next? By the way, I got Rutgers to cover, by the way. But Michigan, you know. All right, good old Rocky Top traveling to Auburn. A must win for Tennessee at Auburn. Auburn. You can just stop talking about it. Everybody's taking Auburn. <laughs> Auburn's going to win. There's no doubt. Everybody's taking Auburn. Tennessee can't, can't even get an score touchdown. All right. Next game, Missouri at Southern Cal. Or South Carolina, I mean. Uh, give me Missouri. Missouri is a four-and-a-half point under or favorite. I don't Missouri. know. This game, this game is just blah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about this game. <laughs> I care because I chose it. No, <laughs> give me, uh, give me Missouri in that one. Uh, up next, uh, Christian. Yep. This is technically a game on your list. Uh, we got a game that's getting ready to kick off down or up. Sorry, up in Fayetteville on the hill today. The Arkansas Razorbacks taking on the LSU Tigers. The battle for the Golden Boot. Bring it back. Bring it back is all I can say. Bring the boot back. This is going to be a hell of a football game this morning, guys. <laughs> to get the win today. I picked them preseason, preseason, prior to everything going crazy. I picked Arkansas to beat LSU this year. I stand by my word. I'm a man of my word. Give yeah. me the chance today to knock off LSU. A game in which the line has changed like a million times. Arkansas and was at, is, is, is actually now favored in this game. Yeah, which I, I kind of like the underdog role better. I like I don't I don't know how I don't know how Arkansas will handle being favored, but like I said, the the homer in me just I like the way this it's two programs that just seem to be going in opposite directions right now. It's yeah. Arkansas's on the rise and LSU's kind of taking a step back. Yeah, me Arkansas to win, but I can see I can see L, this LSU team putting up a lot of points today. Uh, Arkansas is going to have to bring it offensively. The over and under is actually at that game is at 63, and I think it's going to be at the under. I think it's going to be like a 27, maybe 10 ball game, maybe. I still think okay. Arkansas is going to score some points. I think LSU is going to have a struggle on the offense still. I think Arkansas's defense is going to come alive a little bit under. By the way, is we for sure who's coaching that ball game yet or no? Pittman. Pittman will be on the sideline. What now. we don't know is who's playing for Arkansas, but. We'll figure. We'll we'll see here in five five minutes whenever they. Yeah, Arkansas for right. sure. I'll say Arkansas like by like twenty seven to ten type ball game. Yeah, I say Arkansas because I think LSU is is just tucking their tail right now and just letting this season be. I think Arkansas wins, but I think it'll be closer game than everybody thinks. I think it'll be Arkansas by maybe seven. I say Arkansas by fourteen. Arkansas will come out with the win today. I'm going to say uh, 27-17. I like it. Next, John, the game of the day for Memphis fans. It's kicking off on uh, ESPN plus, 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 plus now. Um, <laughs> Memphis is taking on Stephen F. Austin. I expect to see backups in the game. Fireworks. If there's not backup, if Brady White's still in this game after halftime, I'm calling Silverfield's cell phone. I, I will Google find the damn number and I'll call him because there's no reason Brady White should be on the field after halftime in this game. 
Uh, Memphis should obliterate Stephen F. Austin today. Uh, if you don't put 60 on him, I'm going to be upset. And that's including with the backups. Uh, I want to see who our other quarterback is on our team. I want to see other running backs, like a Colin Granberry that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, I want to see this defense finally shut up and shut somebody down. Uh, Memphis should get the win easily today, guys. Yeah, I like uh, Memphis Memphis today to to beat. Uh, who are they playing again? Stephen uh, F. Austin. Exactly, Stephen F. Six and three, Stephen F. Austin, which, you know, you look at records that you're like, maybe this might be a trap game for Memphis. They'll, they'll have to show up for sure. They're not going to, you know, you don't want to underestimate Stephen F. Austin, but I think Memphis shows up and wins big. Like you said, Wes, I think we should see the second string and the third string running backs <laughs> or the second string in general basically come in, in the second half against Stephen F. Austin, especially when you got now technically a tough game now at Navy since they revised the AAC schedule the remaining three games at Navy and then at Tulane and then you got Houston or yeah, and then Houston now in the season. It's hard to believe that we're almost the last week of November, but anyway, uh, Really is. Yeah, I, I want to see Asia Martin actually get some more carries as well in that game as well. I think Memphis hopefully will definitely pull off maybe like a 52 to 17 type ball game. Yeah. Arkansas goes three and out. Yep. First. I want to see Memphis. I want to see Memphis win big. I, I don't want it to be a field goal game starting up early because it, it seems like we always start off, it'd be a field goal back and forth game at first. I want to see yeah. touchdowns by the, by the Tigers. I want to see the offense open up. I want to stop seeing so many screen passes. Um, throw the ball down the field. Let Brady White open them up in the first half and sit them down in the second. That's how, that's how I feel about it. I think it, uh, it'd be a 49. Uh, we can't stop nobody, so I think it'd be 49-21. All right, fellas. Well, we have had another great show today. Uh, Christian, John, once again, amazing job. Big thanks to Mr. Darren Garcia. Man, you were an amazing guest today. Uh, we will definitely have you back on later on uh, down the line anytime you're willing to be on. Uh, for, yep. You know, depending on your schedule and all that. Darren, thank you very much for picking games with us this morning. No problem. Uh, guys, we got some great games on. We got LSU Arkansas on right now. Uh, Coastal Carolina is on right now as well. Memphis is on ESPN plus 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 against Stephen F. Austin. Uh, Darren. Thank you very much for being on the show. No problem. You guys have a good one. See ya. Enjoy Saturday football. You too. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah.